Well, this evening, we're going to continue our teaching. And uh, one of the things that, uh, just in kind of thinking back over the last uh, couple weeks as we've begun walking through together, uh, the realization as elders that we want to slow down a little bit. Uh, even last week as we finished, I, I thought, oh boy, we need to take a breath. Um, and uh, part of that was just trying to cram so much into a short amount of time. And uh, that's not the goal of just, uh, the goal is not just trying to get through uh, things, but to uh, understand it more plainly, uh, to root ourselves in sound doctrine. And uh, you'll see at the, the top of uh, your page or, uh, Lord willing, uh, on the screen behind me as well, um, sometimes in a format like this, uh, I'm bouncing around, I'm throwing different scriptures, and I decided to throw them on the screen so that you can see them and uh, pray that that can be an encouragement to you. But paragraph 7 in the Confession says, All things in Scripture are not alike plain in themselves, nor alike clear unto all. Yet those things which are necessary to be known, believed, and observed for salvation are so clearly propounded and opened in some place of Scripture or other, that not only the learned, but, all, but the le- unlearned, in a due use of ordinary means, may attain to a sufficient understanding of them. If you think about where we've kind of been focusing the last couple weeks on the Scriptures, that the Scriptures are sufficient, that they are enough, that they are inerrant because they are the Word of God. Their source itself is the proof of their inerrancy. And that the Scriptures are literally the Word of God And we know that because they are self-evident. If they are not self-evident, then they're up to the determining of man or a council or a church. We understand that no one is above the authority of Scripture. And that the Scriptures are complete. They are sufficient. But tonight we're going to begin kind of a, a snapshot into that the Scriptures can be studied. And they can be studied because they are clear. How many of you have heard the phrase, the perspicuity of Scripture? Have you read some Grudem, Daniel? Um, it's not a phrase we use that often, but it, it, when we begin to, I pray, uh, as we look tonight at the perspicuity of Scripture, that means the clarity of Scripture, that it actually is a very important doctrine, and that it's been twisted in many ways uh, to be... Uh, to be at the whim of a church or a pope or a council. But we see here that we're being encouraged to consider the scriptures, that they are clear. But the, we understand that they are clear because they are sufficient. Uh, 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17 say, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that only the high learned man of God may be complete. Per- Is that what it says? It's on the screen behind me. I know you. Is that what I read? No. That the man of God, there's no qualification there. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. There's not a qualifying statement on that man of God. That it is. Every man of God can be complete because of the Scriptures. But we understand that as they are clear, 
they are clear in the area of salvation, first and foremost. 2 Timothy 3.15, we read 16 and 17, but the context of verse 15 is speaking about Timothy, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for what? For salvation. Through faith which is in Christ Jesus. We understand that the, the Scriptures are plain and they present the answer for salvation, that they are able to make us wise for salvation. Psalm 119, um, I don't know if any of you have seen Turning Point, uh, the television program. Uh, when Dr. Jeremiah speaks, there's a, um, a stained glass window behind him. And the beginning of this verse is in that stained glass. The entrance of thy word giveth light. But look at the last half of that verse. It gives understanding to the simple. To the simple that the Scriptures give us information for salvation. That there's not just some uh, ability level class-wise. And we understand that this is qualified, that one doctrine does not stand apart from others, that it is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives that gives us understanding, but the Holy Spirit does not just find one class of people. Put yourself back in the the medieval time when the Catholic Church said, we are the ones who determine, that we are the ones who give doctrine. And it was as if there was this level that you had to achieve, and to achieve that meant also to achieve salvation. And this doctrine of the perspicuity of Scripture that is clear that it is not dependent upon a clergy, a pope, a scholar, or council. But in doing so, we understand that in the area of salvation, it is completely clear to the learned and the unlearned. But notice the first sentence in paragraph 7. They are not alike plain in themselves, nor alike clear unto all. In the area of salvation, Scripture is very clear. That there is one way of salvation, and there is no way to mix that up, but to, do, but to twist the Scriptures. But we do confess that there are some areas that as we grow in Christ, we learn more. And there may even be times where Scripture is not completely clear, and though we hold the certain convictions, we understand that there might be some room for different interpretations but it is very important to recognize that just like 2 Timothy 3.15 and Psalm 119.130 is that the Scriptures are plain for salvation. There's no question there. But when we get into some other areas, maybe the doctrine of end times, maybe uh, various doctrines that you might know people who have some different things, but when it comes to the doctrine of salvation, it is clear. The Scriptures are unclear but we must, we're called to study it. 2 Timothy 2.15, not 3.15 like we were in just recently, but 2.15, how many of you were in Awana? Any of you have been a part of Awana? This is the theme verse for Awana. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That though the Scriptures 
are playing in the area of salvation, there is a work that we're called to do. To give clarity to the the parts that are unclear. That it takes work. Rightly dividing the word of truth. But notice who does that? A worker. And what does that worker need to do? Needs to be diligent. There's times when there might be certain doctrines that it's like, wow, I've got to get my mind around this. And we've got to put a lot of time and effort studying a lot of passages and working through that. And even as a group of elders, we've been doing that in several areas over the past six, eight months. That it's, hey, we don't want to come to a hasty conclusion, but we also want to understand that Scripture interprets Scripture, and we use it, and it takes work. There's going to be certain things that are a little bit clearer. But notice what the the confession says that to the learned or the unlearned in a due use of ordinary means may attain sufficient understanding of them. Ordinary means. I'm sure you have archived all the emails I've ever sent to you because last spring I sent out like three or four of them talking about ordinary ways that God uh, uses. And um, ordinary means, the word, ordinances, and prayer. That the, that the word being read publicly and privately is a way that we grow in our faith, that we come to an understanding of the Scriptures. That the ordinances of baptism and the Lord's Supper, as we take the step of obedience and stepping out in faith, God blesses that through the ability to understand His word greater in prayer. Ordinary because they are not some supernatural experience It is those things that God uses to stir in us a greater love for Him and a desire to study His Word more and more. Sadly, the church often relegates itself to gimmicks and tricks to try to grow people in faith, but yet that doesn't produce real faith. God has given us His Word to do it. But it does take work. Just like the Bereans in Acts 17.11 says, these were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness and they searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. That we test the things that we hear. And it's not just a passive uh, information dump that we receive on Sunday mornings or Tuesday nights or listening to this or reading that, but that we test the things that we hear. But also we need to understand that things may not be all plain or clear. Maybe because we've not put in the effort to study. Maybe there's an error in our theology that we need to continue to go back to. But we're not, just, we're not willing to put the time and effort. But the lack of clarity can also be as a result of our sin. It's not the fault of the Scriptures, it's the fault of us. Wayne Grudem, and this is a lengthy quote, that's why I put it on the screen. It says, in a day when it is common for people to tell us how hard it is to interpret Scripture rightly, we would do well to remember that not once in the Gospels do we ever hear Jesus saying anything like this. I see how your problem arose. The Scriptures are not very clear on that subject. Instead... 
Whether he is speaking to scholars or untrained common people, his responses always assume that the blame for misunderstanding any teaching of Scripture is not to be placed upon the subject, excuse me, the Scriptures themselves, but on those who misunderstand or fail to accept what is written. Again and again, he answers questions with statements like, have you not read? There in Matthew. Have you never read in the Scriptures? Matthew 21, 42. Or even, you are wrong because you know neither the Scriptures nor the power of God. Jesus' argumentation was never the Scriptures are to blame. It's, it's plain, you're not studying them. The blame cannot be placed upon the Scriptures. It must be on finite and sinful man. But the work that it takes to study should also be something that sanctifies us, that shows our dependence upon God. Because it doesn't negate our need for help. Just because things are plain doesn't doesn't mean that a pastor or teacher is um, a void. Even think of Acts 8, uh, 30 and 31, when you have Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Uh, Philip comes and asks him, Do you understand? And he heard him reading of the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you're reading? And he said, How can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. Even the men on the road to Emmaus, it was Jesus expounding these truths that brought the entrance of light bringeth life. The entrance of thy words bringeth light. Again, we understand that the necessary means are ordinary, that they are us doing the work of reading the Scriptures privately, reading the Scriptures publicly, prayer, observing the ordinances of baptism and communion. But it's not void of the truth that the Holy Scriptures must be brought understanding by the Holy Spirit. It's the means by which the Holy Spirit works is often those ordinary means. Just like Philippians 2, 12 and 13 says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. But the verse doesn't end there. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. The ordinary means are us working, but God uses those means in our life to grow us. And those are spiritual habits that we have to build. There's certain things that we have to set aside to make those a priority. But those are also the things that we practice here as a church gathering. Just like the church in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says, They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and prayers. That picture of breaking of bread um, in verse 42 is the picture of communion. In verse 47, I think it is, is the picture of like a fellowship meal. We see that they were continuing steadfastly in those ordinary means of grace, studying doctrine, doing it in community with one another. They were breaking bread, observing communion, and they were praying. And we see in Acts 2 they were doing it daily. They were doing it in a a corporate setting, but they were doing it in, in their own lives as well. That's why we open the Scriptures. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The Word of God. And I confess, there are 
There are some doctrines that come a little easier. There are some doctrines that I thought I had figured out 20 years ago and God has corrected me. I've always sought to have a biblical theology as we open the scriptures to allow the scriptures to convict and not to come in with some set ideas. But as we do it, it's going to take work. Are there certain doctrines that you struggle with? Have you ever not gotten some resolution in some things? I encourage you, have you taken the time to study it? And it may not just be one evening. It may be countless hours of working through and reaching out and asking somebody, hey, in this area, could you help me understand? I've appreciated when some of you have contacted me and said, hey, we're doing this and we're studying this and can you help us? There's a confusion in this area. That's the joy of being able to help one another. But again, to be reminded, the scriptures are clear in the area way of salvation. That it is only by faith and repentance and because of the finished work of Christ that we can be saved. And then we understand that as we study the scriptures, the Lord by his kindness makes it clear. But never do we arrive to some place of understanding it all. Even the most learned men still are lacking because we've never attained until Christ comes again and takes us home. We see this, and I I encourage you, this week there's kind of some study things uh, in the the handouts, and just some great verses that I came across that I, I pray that will just continue to show us the clarity of the Scriptures, but also Uh, the importance of studying the scriptures and the promise of finding the answers because it is sufficient. I've, I've said many times, I think even together, the scriptures are not afraid of questions. It's okay to ask questions. When we look to the scriptures, we find the answers. But will we put that time and effort into it? I'm curious, as I was sharing, any of you say, hey, I, I've, I've seen God doing this in my life this past year or recently that as I was studying something. Do you mind sharing what it might have been? How God helped you understand?
Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing. Does the lack of clarity in some areas of Scripture give us a reason to not study? Is there a, a verse that maybe comes to your mind that supports that answer? I'm putting you on the spot, Micah. How about men who, who are at the uh, men's meeting on Saturday morning? Remember a verse that maybe Mr. Power shared? Oh, the, the, the rebuke that when Paul corrects and says, I should have been giving you the meat and all, I'm having to give you milk because you're, you're not learning. You're not growing. And yes, we will never attain, but when we understand the amazing God, we get to study in the scriptures. And as we love him more, we should desire to know him more and, and to, to understand him to the best of our ability. I didn't give up after the first year of getting to know my wife. That would not be helpful in a marriage. But I continue to get to know her. She still tells me at times, honey, you still don't know me. But it's a, it's a wonderful process that with Paul and Romans 9 to say, oh, the depths and the wisdom of the Just that praise of understanding this infinite God we get to worship. The joy is we have the scriptures, and we can study them and know him more. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. And uh, Lord, there is a lot of places that we can turn to for for wisdom and understanding. But all those things are human understanding and they're limited. Thank you for your word that it is clear. That it is clear that it gives us understanding for all that we need for life and for godliness. That it brings life. Lord, it brings life as we proclaim it in the areas of evangelism. Lord, in our own lives, that it may grow us and sanctify us. And Lord, we ask that you would find us faithful, being diligent, rightly dividing your word. And Lord, bless our study of your word, that you would, you would bring understanding. Lord, protect our hearts from pride. Humble us as we study your word, that that in the light of your amazing glory, we might see ourselves undone. Lord, take these words, use them as you see fit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.